Welcome to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about every fantasy movie ever made. Lars, how are you? I'm doing really well. Doing really well. It's cold and rainy here. Um, so Same here. Winter is, is heading our way. Finally. Um, finally, <laughs> yeah. No, things are good. We uh, we just went to a wedding. One of our, our friends, Elizabeth, went to school with her. She got married over the weekend, so we got to bring the kiddos and got to see a bunch of people that we haven't seen in a while, and it was pretty great. How about you? It's good. We... Uh... We baked uh, yesterday a little bit. We what? Nothing. No, we. Um, this should be the this little intro thing should be the Lars talks about his kids and Lucas and talks I talk about, about loaves of bread that he's made. <laughs> That's what Look, this I, this section. And now time for the talking about kids and loaves kids of and bread, bread and or yes. jam. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by no. Pampers and Smuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um. Had a relaxing day. Um, just uh, we made some. Uh, actually, we found some. Uh, they're not the Impossible Burgers, but they're those. Um, they're basically the Impossible Burger. I was very impressed with those because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of cheeseburgers. It's a it's a character trait of mine, which is kind of depressing that that's one of those things that shows up on a on the on my GI Joe fact card that's on the back of my action Fan-a- figure. Favorite cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's interesting to me, Lucas, that growing up, you were not a cheeseburger person. You were no, a hot, I was a hot dog, dog person. Oh, I, I know. When, and did, then I when felt, did that shift happen? Well, when I started having really bad hot dogs one right after the other. And I had a bunch of really bad ones in rapid succession. And what, then I kind of just... Made, what made them they just tasted. They tasted... They used bad hot dogs in their, in their making, I realized. Or I had a couple of turkey dogs one right after the other. And that's just... Eh, but... Like I like hot dogs still, like I, but I have to make them myself, and I have to use like good ones. Mm-hmm. Like we'll go, we'll get like the Oscar Mayer Angus selects, and then we'll we'll pre-boil those a little bit, and then we'll pan fry them in sun-dried tomato oil. Mm, okay, that's really good. Okay, but from there, no, I just I don't know how that swap happened. I just it suddenly became like I think these are gross now, and that went on for a good ten years. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, these are these are pretty good. I I can I can eat them again. Okay, okay. Still can't do pepperoni. I refuse still, to do still, pepperoni. Still can't do pepperoni. I understand that. So you tried these uh, the new Impossible Burger? Yeah, well, some, or something kind of. something yeah. similar. Yeah, and I was very impressed. I um I don't I don't know if I would have known it was wasn't meat. I definitely it was definitely different than most of the meats I got, but I couldn't tell exactly what was different about it. I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, you know, going in going into it knowing that, you know, hey, this isn't a burger, but it's going to it's going to still taste good. I think that also helps. I will say that at least for the um the Beyond Burger or the Beyond mm-hmm. Meat Burgers, yeah. they they cook up great, they taste great out of the package, they smell horrible. Yeah, that was the thing as well as we I looked at it and I'm like this is not an appealing looking Mm-mm. patty of of food. But I was very impressed. Cool. Yep. Something that I was not <laughs> impressed with. <laughs> nice. Um, yes. Smooth, seamless transition. We call that a segue. Yeah. We, both of the movies. I was not impressed <laughs> yes. with both of the movies this week. So I think we should talk about mine first. Yep. That's fine. Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna save the other one. Okay. So I picked this time around the. Uh, 2019 Aladdin remake reboot live action version and I remember I remember the 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 this 
Disney trend of having live-action movies has been going on for a while. And that's fine because sometimes they're okay. Like I, I mo- thought Beauty and the Be- I think Beauty and the Beast the the remake yeah was really good. I enjoyed the Beauty and the Beast movie. I have not liked any of the other ones. I thought Maleficent was the only good one. Okay. I I think I, I, I know I fell asleep. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought Maleficent was really good. I thought um Beauty and the Beast was okay. Cinderella was garbage, and this was. There were a couple of bits where I I saw a a much better movie right below the surface, almost. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the time, I sat there, and I kept looking over at my shelf, and I saw the original version, and I kept thinking I could be watching that instead. Yeah, no, absolutely. This was... It just I get why this is a thing because they're making money. They're making ludicrous, ludicrous you know. amounts of money. I mean, th- this is the and actually I wanted to bring before we really go into well, you know what? Let's go into the movie first because I yeah. did want to bring up something that it goes along with the ludicrous amount of money. Mm-hmm. It starts off. It spoils its own surprise because you've seen the movie before. So it starts off with Will Smith as like yeah. a man, but that that isn't that weird because the original. Starts off with Robin Williams as a as a street peddler. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, it just I got really nervous at first and was like, oh my god, is, are we gonna see the origin story of the genie? Is that what <laughs> this is? Like, I don't care. I don't want to see an origin story for everything. Just let me have my imagination, and yeah. which is really weird for me to be telling Disney. Let yeah. me have my imagination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's where we are now is that Disney is no longer an inspiration of imagination. It is a soulless cash grab machine that creates your imagination for you. Yeah. It, it's a, um, a very – that's a good point because now I'm thinking about something that makes me think about that, – that, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Just I'm going to put a pin in that thought. But no, it's – Are you, it's are you so, thinking about Legos? <laughs> No, I'm not thinking about Legos. I'm actually thinking about Mass Effect. Um, okay. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to talk about it now. So, okay. Mass Effect is one of my favorite video game series. Yes, it's you have a tattoo really, of it, right? I have a tattoo from it. It's a big, sweeping sci-fi Nerd. Epic. Oh, oh, come <laughs> on. Yeah. Says the person with the Yoda quotes. <laughs> exactly. I know. So, big, sweeping sci-fi epic. It's basically a modern take on Star Trek. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of ways. But the plot of it is that humanity is finally out in the stars, and they found technology on Mars that lets them travel faster than light. And they do it with these things called these mass relays, and they're these giant floating space stations that shoot you at ludicrous speed. You go plaid. Right. And it, nice. you go all around the galaxy. And they were built by these creatures called the Protheans, and they were the last civilization, and there's... <laughs> There's a bunch of different spacefaring civilizations now, and it's kind of like the Federation, except occasionally they have shooting wars. And then you, through the mystery of the game, as it turns out that the Protheans didn't build them, there are these things called the Reapers, and they have been coming every 50,000 years and wiping out all life in the galaxy, and they've been doing it for something around 37 million years. Okay. And they come, every, they come every couple thousand years to wipe out all intelligent life. And you don't find out why until the third one. But they built the mass relays, and the reason they built the mass relays is that so that intelligent life develops on paths that they can predict. Technology develops the way they want it to so that they, can, they have made their job significantly easier of wiping out all life because they know they're not going to develop other kinds of technology when these things are just hanging out in space that allow them to go everywhere. Hmm. So your comment of Disney makes has basically is developing our own imaginations for us. They're all having the same kind where 
we're developing along the same pathways that we all have. That's that was what <clears throat> made me when you said that. That was the first thought I yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. They were always. We all have a cultural, you know, at least people, you know, of our, of our age and generation, you know, they, we have a cultural benchmarks. I think that's different. I think that, you know, we all have fond memories of the original Aladdin or Lion King or, or whatever the case may be. Um, your thing. Yeah, we all have a fond memory we, we, of your we, thing. Right. And, and for a lot of us, it was Aladdin, right? I mean, for mm-hmm. growing up, those Disney movies in the big plastic VHS cases, mm-hmm. th- those were cultural benchmark, but it was a spark, yeah. I feel like, you know, it made you, you know, believe in magic, about the, believe in magic and believe in magic carpets and genies. And and then also, like, believe in the wonder of movie making and, 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 and all and, and creativity and all this kind of stuff. And the thing about these live action movies and especially this one, there's not that spark. Like, no. there's you know, it is just I don't. I don't feel any sort of wonder at watching this because the thing is that, yeah, they're live action, but they are so CG. And that's actually one of the big reasons why the Beauty and the Beast movie to me was a little okay because at least the setting felt real. Like when she's walking through the village, she's in a French village. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've said, no, I've said many times that I don't, I'm not ever going to complain about, I'm not part of the practical effects thing. I get oh, it, oh, oh, and, right. but I'm, I'm. But one, we're you're deme- like CGI people. They're as much of an artist as another group. It's just we're we're valuing it thing, and it's a, it's a weird thing in my head that I can't can't shake. That like you're demeaning a, a, a whole swath of artists because it doesn't fit a, a neat little thing. But I do agree with you that this is that yeah. There there were the sets in Beauty and the Beast were better. The, but this was just soulless in a many different ways. Like the way that you, the way you and Quincy were talking about Van Helsing being soulless, mm-hmm. that's how I felt about this. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and I, I'm not trying to dog CGI because you're right. They are artists. I think that just like they're artists, there's good artists and there's bad artists. Agree. And there, and there are things with CG that when it's a good artist, it's not soulless. It is. I mean, the Pixar movies are a great example where mm-hmm. yes, that is, and, and it's just it's an animated movie. It's all CG, but there's so much soul and heart in them mm-hmm. that it, you know, and and even you know if there's you know live action components, I'm trying to think of like Who the, Framed uh, Roger Rabbit. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? But but even with with CG stuff, um, what's a good example of like you know a recent CG that was like just kind of haunting and breathtaking i mean the, the, there's there's ways to do it where you don't lose that soul to it and but with um, this yeah no i get i i my first place i went was avatar but that was that had infinity number uh, infinity dollars in its budget right so well, now that's a good point but to to your point you're right that was awe-inspiring mm-hmm. that was um but with this it's just I, I don't know it, it like well I will say like the tiger looks spot on there were there were some things I like I actually thought Will Smith was the best part At, oh hands down I just wish that they had let him be Will Smith yeah I let that we'd had more that that moment where it's this was had the same problem that a lot of the live action remakes have we've had them as such a huge part of culture that we've allowed twenty years of people making bad faith takes and jokes about them and so every time they try and solve a problem they add more problems to it as opposed to just kind of not trying to do that. Like they make that joke about he didn't wish to get out of the thing. And so they had to add the stipulation of rubbing the lamp, but that requires more steps involved in it. 
yeah. in, in fixing that. Which sucks because one of my probably my favorite moment of that entire of the entire movie is he says, "Wait a minute, you didn't rub the lamp," and he rewinds the film and sits in the movie theater and yeah. says, "Oh, yep. Why why wasn't there more of that? Why wasn't there more of him being the the omnipotent being that he was?" I agree because I, I know that they're trying to do their own thing, but when you do a shot for shot remake, basically you're going to compare it to the original, and there were that kind of that out of fourth time, wall yeah fourth wall breaking kinds of things yes the movie could have benefited a whole lot more with that kind of thing i mean you know when you think of aladdin the original you don't think of like maybe you think of the whole the carpet ride for a whole new world yeah it, it, maybe like that's probably the most you know like memorable song <laughs> But what, what do you rem- what do you what do you remember about Aladdin? You remember the gene, right? And he was this big character, and you don't really I don't I don't know I didn't you, care. Yeah, it just didn't have. And again, I like Will Smith. I I really do like Will Smith a lot. And I, I think that, that was, I thought I thought that when I heard that he was cast as the genie, I'm like, okay, this is the one person who could have who could who could follow up on it. Like, all yeah, right, I'm absolutely. back on board. I'm a hundred percent back on board. And then I watching this, like, there are glimmers of of moments where he could he was perfect mm-hmm. and then they kept when he created the, there's this part so this one was they really got into like the ambiguity of the wishes like you mm-hmm. have to be like really specific so he said you gotta be careful because you could say i make me a prince and i could and he like there's this prince that he's made way off in the distance and like you That's can kind of cr- hear him talking everyone like that was hilarious yeah. that was really good i, um, I thought it was, it was to me it was I thought he had literally made the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I kept waiting for him to turn, and, and to go along with your point, to yeah. turn him into Prince. Like mm-hmm. the guitarist. Like Purple, purple Rain right. kind of Prince. Like I was waiting for that. But they just didn't they didn't capitalize on it. Part of the problem I had with this one was that with animation, it can go to really over-the-top crazy things. And it's okay because it's a cartoon. At least in my head. Like one step, the number one step. So right. Jasmine Plus. is one Jasmine's stolen bread. She's running through the market. They're they're one step ahead of the bad guys. One step. So that works in a cartoon when you can leap around and do all this kind of stuff. When it's just people running and it's weird startup slow-mo speed ups because it's guy Richie. Was there was a, a, a line from a YouTuber where was all of Bollywood busy? because had they gotten that like this could have worked as a a giant obnoxious bollywood spectacle that would have loved yeah absolutely love to have seen that one of the biggest problems i had is that they almost completely removed jasmine's agency she was always the most go get them outgoing of all of the quote unquote disney princesses and then yeah she balks at jumping with a stick like like when he when they go to vault they do the pole vault over the thing in the yeah. original in the original she does it before he does right like she's perfect at it and she kind of in this one is eh, simpers about it and yeah. they give her that weird musical number I won't be silenced but no one's tried to in either of them yeah and like the only time she was silenced in the original was when she was stuck in a giant hourglass right which it, like like and that's a you know it's a plot point it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a ticking clock kind of thing the and, and uh, another thing that didn't work for me when it was you know translating to translation from animation to live action the prince that wants to marry her the guy the swiss from, the swedish guy the swedish guy that that's funny when the guy is cartoonish and he has like a big butt and he has like 
cartoon eyes. You know, like yeah. and, and he's drawn outrageously, right? He's not like right. he doesn't look like a like he looks like a person, but he's clearly meant to look like a buffoon. Mm-hmm. And he and he can have a silly voice. It's like the in in Frozen when the guy from Wesselton like yeah. does the like the the Arrested the, Development the we- chicken dance. But <laughs> you, you can you can do those things and get away with it in the cart. In a cartoon, excuse me. Because, yeah, because cartoon and, and well, because well, media is exaggerated reality, but you can even more exaggerate it and not look as strange. Exactly. And that's what, so when he's doing all this, it's like, oh, look at the kitty with the, like, the stripes. It's like. Yes. Ah. Do you remember um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Yeah. I, I, bring it, I bring it up because I, got, I remember getting into an argument with a friend of mine that it needed to be, it's one of the few movies that needed to be live action. And he was convinced it needed to be animated. I'm like, no, it needs to be live action specifically because all the sound effects, specifically because all the weird visuals that are gonna that go on in the comic, specifically because you it shows that it's weird. If it's if it shows up in a cartoon, oh you just accept that. You just accept those because it's part of the nature of being a cartoon. In Scott Pilgrim, because there's the there's the piff bows of of, of video game aspects. And that happens. It makes you realize that you're in a in a weird world, as opposed to just being a cartoon right. world. You yeah. don't need that for a live action. For this, you can't do that. What I'm trying to say is, in this, you you can't make it as weird, and you lose a little bit about that, which is disappointing because because it's it's played as a a western fantasy film, as opposed to another medium's live action fantasy film, another another culture's live action fantasy film. That's why I brought up Bollywood. That's why. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of always going to be partial to to like uh, this would have been really cool if they'd done like Bollywood if they had done even a um, what's it called um, Tokusatsu it's the the specific kind of Japanese special effects that you find in like Power Rangers how they all look similar but you have that weird beautiful lurid colors that would have if they had done a special effects style like that you might have gotten more mileage out of it and leaned into some of the craziness as opposed to trying to be as reserved as it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I agree with you. It, it's just it. And then there was just it was just I can. Boring. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, Lucas. Is that this was just the original was ninety minutes. It was a, a tight, solid ninety minutes. Point A to point. There's no filler. There's no useless backstories. There's no. It's just bam, 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 bam. It takes them thirty minutes to even just get to the desert. They haven't even gotten to the the cave of wonders yet. Mm-hmm. It takes them a long time to get to the cave of wonders. It's just the bloating just knocks the beats and the pacing off. Yeah. And and and. and there's just a lot of stuff added into it that just doesn't. That wasn't your jam. The, that wasn't my jam. Why did? Why was that a thing? Why was that? There's a. There's a. Why? So Aladdin, you know, has all this swagger when he comes into the palace, and he embarrasses the genie by talking about a bunch of jam. Like, first of all, this is gonna. This is a kids' movie, right? Like, this is a, yeah. Like Disney, I know, is playing on nostalgia, but they're also trying to lure in children to watch this. Are children laughing about jam now? Is that what that means? Uh, the only thought is that it's such an innocuous, weird thing to fo- for him to focus on. And that he decides, this is what I need to... This is how I'm going to win her over. Jam. 
and that's why the, the, the genie is saying like I you know I spent the last 10,000 years in a, in a lamp I'd rather be there than here right now yeah yeah I, I just it was it was weird it was weird bits of comedy and I had another problem with the the ambiguity of the wishes again like you know the, the genie's like a lot of a lot of gray area in that wish yeah so in the original Aladdin tricks Jafar yep Jafar you know is now the most powerful sorcerer in all of the world oh but look the genie's even more powerful he's he's the one that gave you his, yeah your power i went wish to be the most powerful genie like he said right the most powerful genie. and he tricks him in yeah. this one and he tricks him in this one i wish the most be the most powerful being well the genie interprets that as oh you want to be a genie right then. and that that's it's it's not trickster it lessens yeah, it's it. not trickstery it's outright malevolence yeah yeah so i just and there was a love story with the genie and i felt more fun rom-com stuff with the handmaiden falling in love with the genie yeah and more chemistry than aladdin and <clears throat> absolutely Jasmine. and it was the kid playing aladdin was pretty good yeah answer. that's the thing is the whole the whole thing there were so many parts of this that were yeah these are pretty good it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was one thing I, I thought was weird was he wishes to be, you know, Jafar wishes to be Sultan. Fine. All that happens is the robes magically disappear off of the Sultan and they show up on Jafar. Did, did, did history change or whatever? Because all the guards seem to, like, they know their history. They know he just wished to be Sultan and they, they fight him on... And they revolt, yeah. and they, they revolt yeah, like, on him. Yeah. Wait a minute. Do you, so you didn't actually wish... Like, nothing mattered there. Your wish didn't matter. Right. But... I don't know. It was just bland and boring. It was it was yeah. shiny, not magic. It was shiny, not magic. You are absolutely right. But as bad as this was. <laughs> and, and and it I I'm going to rank this one Yeah, low, oh, I know. To be honest. This one this was this was not enjoyable nope. for me. Because, like you said, the whole time I keep thinking and it wasn't even that I like I longed for Robin Williams's performance because like I said I liked Will, Will Smith in this yeah. a lot. I, I, he was he was great. Every time they sang a musical number, aside from his, mm -hmm. it's signed from the new. I actually liked You Never Had a Friend Like Me. That was fine. Aside from that, all the other ones, I just kept thinking, I just want to watch the regular yep. movie. I don't care there about There was no this. energy in Prince Ali. Like, that That should have no. been, that was one of the ones I thought of mostly. Like, that could have been, that should have been a giant, obnoxious Bollywood number. And I say obnoxious, not that I find them obnoxious. I wanted it to be the most over-the-top thing possible. It looks yeah. small. The people, like, it didn't look like there's a lot of people right. there. And you know what the thing I remember the most about the Prince Ali mm -hmm. number? He's got 75 golden Don't, camels. Aren't they yeah. lovely, Jun? Aren't they yeah. lovely, Jun? It's the people watching the, it's the, the commentators of the Mesa Days Parade right. making comments. And that's the thing that they, like, he didn't do that. And it's not like you didn't you needed to do the same jokes, but you needed to have the same, like you said, the same kind of I'm not. What would have worked well commentary. would it have been like a um like the genie doing like a a uh, a YouTube reaction video. Oh, that'd been like right good. to the side, like oh no way. Oh, that's yeah. Really, genie yes. watches Prince Ali, you know, reveal. Oh, that's yes, I like that. That'd been that would have been great. What there was one other thing. So, at the very beginning, we find that it's actually the end, because it's the genie, that, that is him years later telling the story of Aladdin to his right. kids. The genie is around after the 45 minute to hour mark. Okay. Up, in, up until then, he's not. Did Aladdin fill him in about all of that? And, in doing so, did he talk about, oh yeah, then I started singing one step. Well, I think... 
I don't. <laughs> you, there's two. There's two. Does he describe the music? Does Jasmine then say, "Oh yes, and I had this musical number called Speechless." Okay, so there's two. There's two thoughts I have, and both kind of suck. Although one one works a lot more. There's one. He's embellishing the story for his kids. He's making this big sweeping embellishment embellishment for his kids because that's what you do sometimes. In the same way that in 300, they, the reason they fight demons and monsters is because it's Stelios telling the troops at the end. Of, actually, at the end of the movie, this whole movie has been one giant flashback. So he's embellishing okay. the story a little bit. Option two, which is probably the right one, is that when he gets wished out of the lamp, the genie knows base events, and because he wants to make him a prince, he through magic hand waves because he's a genie knows those events or at least knows enough of those events that he can talk about them both of them require a little bit of of hand waving on my end but they're not they're not the worst explanations i've ever heard for something okay okay going back to this idea of disney creating our imaginations Mm -hmm. for us I feel like a lot of that now, and, and, and is basically just where we're at in filmmaking right now, at least for the popular ones. And it kind of makes me sad because when you look at, if you go on Wikipedia, you look at the highest grossing films, adjust, not adjusted for inflation. So Avatar and Titanic, those are original stories. I mean, they, they borrow, obviously, but those are fairly original. Everything else, so Endgame based on a comic book, Force Awakens, based on a property, Infinity War, you know, Jurassic World, Lion King, it's a reboot, Avengers, Furious 7 sequel, Black Panther, Harry Potter 2, Jurassic World, Frozen's based on Hans Christian Andersen, Beauty and the Beast, it's a remake, Incredibles 2. You have to go down to number 41 on the list, Zootopia, before you get to an original idea that's not That isn't a sequel or 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 based on something. Or a remake or a reimagining or live action or all of that yeah i i it's interesting because we're there are so many conflicting media right now or not conflicting that's not the right word but there's so many media properties and media types flowing around you've got that all do different things wildly differently and we've got so many people who grew up watching media wanting them to be better and then those people are making media and they and the people watching them are going to want to make better media off of the stuff they watched as a child so we've got like big budget movies and little and low budget movies that are genius thing genius indie properties that you probably never heard of and then you've got the same thing with with television prestige format and network television we're seeing an interesting resurgence of network television because lower budgets are getting people like my like probably the best the best network show right now is the good place and the good place is 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 genius utterly utterly genius but it, it doesn't have the same kind of big budget behind it that prestige television does because it's on a network and then you've got right. same thing with video games you've got the big triple a releases like the, your call of duties and stuff that are basically the same game but then there's a lot of of these small indie gone home budget uh, small tiny things that are only a couple hours long but are heartbreakingly beautiful and so i suppose right. maybe it's the entire th- it's all fiction these days is that we're that you've got your big budget popcorn pieces and you've got your small passion projects and I just would love to see more of both. I'd love to see a, a an absurdly the things I would do with an infinite budget. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. 
this conversation is infinitely more interesting the conversation that we would have about my movie that I chose because my movie that I chose fucking sucked it is the worst thing hands down I've watched on this project I, I'm already gonna say it it is the worst oh I agree this it is called Lord of the Elves it is an asylum movie which going away from those passion project and indie films that you were just talking about how was the asylum still a thing okay so that that movies? I can under, I can kind of understand the asylum Asylum, I did some research about the Asylum recently, and they used to just budget movies that wouldn't necessarily get made, and they, they had some some okay stuff on there, but they realized that there was more money in mockbusters because we are so content-starved, we are so requiring of new, me, of new pieces of things to fill out a couple hours on a, a piece of television, that hate click, that's something, we need that every second of every day, and they're existing to... They exist to make modern drive-in movies. Okay. And there's always going to be that bit. And some of some of the Asylum's dumb movies are pretty okay. They're not terrible. They're not great. Some of them are pretty okay. And then there's Lord of the Elves. Mm-hmm. And like then like Lord the, of the first Elves. Sharknado. That's okay. Yeah. That, that was fun. And that I and I don't fun. know why it captured everything other than it's that it's additional absurdity. I don't think it intended to be intentionally as bad as it was but it was it was okay the first Sharknado was pretty okay and then it became a thing and i get why it became a thing right like the asylum now like their sort of mascot is a shark because they they had the sharknados and right. then they had two-headed shark attack which was followed by three-headed shark attack and four-headed and five-headed and six-headed shark attack as you do right <laughs> right so right. that's how that happens is that they they cash in on things and sometimes you just want to have something on in the background and christopher judge is a pretty good actor and it's that's what it is is that you 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 have a hole in the schedule you need to fill right but i've also seen other things that they've made that weren't no this. that is very true and and th- this this is a whole other th- so Lord of the Elves, clearly a ripoff of Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit movies. I mean, it, it's the thing that was, and I don't know what it is. I don't want to sound offensive, and I don't want to, so our two listeners, please don't take it this way. For some reason, watching a band of little people that are Indonesian little people, or little children, for some, and it, they, they were like, they had their teeth purposely mangled up, and it was just really Profoundly, viscerally uncomfortable. Like to the point, like I thought, like they're making fun yeah, of these people. It felt exploitive. It felt like it wasn't. Yes, yes. Whereas, like a movie like Willow, Willow didn't ever felt like exploitative. And and I guess it's not even like the the race thing about this because it, it, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe it was just it, it was just an odd odd setting for a fantasy movie. One, but this all felt just so like they're making fun of them. Like it was exploitative. It was really just uncomfortable the entire mm-hmm. time to watch this. I just, I felt icky. Yep. And apparently it, it's actually, it, I was the one person that did digging about this movie apparently in the whole world. There is anthropological studies have been made that they found like of, a, of small, small people in Indonesia. Like a home, yeah, a, a precursor to Homo sapiens and, and they like colloquially dubbed it like the Indonesian Hobbit. So that's where this movie came from. But it's just so offensive and just so... It's just gross. And I, I don't know why that is. It just... I felt that way the whole movie. Paused it um, so many times to get up and just like... Just... Ugh. Like little and the, like the Gobin, the the lead one. Like he has this really creepy mustache. The whole like the whole way through. Like I don't know if he's a kid or... Yeah. Like first of all, the dubbing is yep. terrible. 
Yep. Horrible dubbing. You know, you mentioned the guy from Stargate that's in this. Like, does he put this on his I, resume? I don't, that's. I always wonder about like weird productions that like. Did he get credited as Alan Smithy? Did everyone in this movie get credited as Alan yeah, Smithy? Yeah. Right. Right. Because I don't know. Like, I I get why this was made. I just wish that it hadn't been. <laughs> that, that's, that's, episode, that's episode title. That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. I get why this was made. I just want, wish it hadn't I, been. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I don't even want to describe the plot to this movie, Lucas. It was worthless. It was. There's like a group of hobbits. They're not even hobbits. They're little people. So they get attacked by, by Rockmen, who 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 I you could have replaced men. all of their dialogue with this, them just going Rockmen, 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 and that would have been yep. better. Yeah. Yep. So. They get attacked by the Rockmen. They go get try to get help from the giants, who are just normal sized people. They go on your standard you to, to know, save adventure, some people, save some people, and then the little people just go away and like give the world to the giants. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the only thing that I I thought was clever with heavy heavy air quotes was the Rockmen. They ride dragons, but they're Komodo dragons. They're these giant Komodo. Yeah, like that okay, that's that's clever. It's not clever, but it's clever for this movie. Yeah, that was fine. But everything else from I, I, I love like who is the you you wrote down in your notes who is the target audience mm-hmm. for this? No, no idea. No, I no idea. Like there, like who who would get start watching this and not think you know what I should just go watch anything else? Um, ever. my two thoughts was they get attacked by a giant spider at one point. And I remember thinking the spider from Ator was better, and this whole movie made me miss Ray yep. Harryhausen. Like this, if this had been, yes. if they had had like Ray Harryhausen go motion miniatures, that would have done wonders for this. I still would have been profoundly mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but there would I would have at least been able to say, hey, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Yeah, there there just wasn't anything just in, there wasn't anything to enjoy in this movie. Like it just and you know, like you said there's sometimes you just want to have something on in the background. And like those three-headed shark attack movies, those are silly and dumb and they're they're like, you know, I I'm homes it's not even like a weekend movie cuz mm-hmm. I'd rather be doing something else with my weekend. It's like a I'm homesick, I physically can't move to pick up the remote. I guess I can have this on in the background and I'll glance yeah. up every once in a while and I'll chuckle. <laughs> The, the, the only chuck, like the only chuckles, were at the, the obnoxious things that were going on and the weird bits of dialogue. Like, you know, hurry, I'll get a rope. Rope isn't naturally occurring. Y- uh, yes, it is, Lucas. <laughs> uh, obviously, the rope trees of Indonesia. I want to put this at the lowest point on our list. Yeah, I agree. This is this was worse down. than Dwarves of Demerol because at least I wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look at that. I've picked our two <laughs> lowest movies. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't you, think you, I'm allowed to pick won. any more movies. <laughs> uh, where, do, where does Aladdin go then? So looking at the list. Okay, looking at the list. I think Brothers Grimm was better than Aladdin. What's above Brothers Grimm? Which side? Like, Ta- like uh, uh, What's better than Brothers Grimm? Season of the Witch. Mm. Cause I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that actually I'm gonna say that I would prefer Aladdin over Brothers Grimm, and that's purely because of Will Smith's performance. I can, that's yep, it. I can live with that because it's the same way like with Season of the Witch. I like Season of the Witch more than Brothers Grimm because Nicolas Cage was in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and yeah, I I, I the only the only reason that I would put it even as high as that is is because of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Everything else, eh. yeah. 
I think I'd agree with you on that. Okay, so at 26, we now have Aladdin 2019, and all the way at the bottom, Lord of the Elves. Lord of the of the elves. <laughs> uh, uh, Lucas, where can uh, these fine folks find us on the interwebs? Um, they can find us on Twitter at Sword in Boardcast. I will be updating that there. Um, we also have a letterbox where we keep the list updated as often as possible. Um, we are now on iTunes. Yes, we are. Well, so I will. Uh, I am super <laughs> excited about this. So more people can listen. Oh to- my god! Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> so more people can listen to our absurd ramblings and inside jokes. Uh, and inside, yes. Basically, <laughs> this is. It's like when you know you're at um, a restaurant or like a coffee shop or something, and or a bar, and two people are having like a really nerdy conversation, and you really don't want to listen at all, but they're talking too loud, so you still get snippets of mm-hmm. it. That's what this podcast is. Okay. Um, so, Lucas, this is. Uh, thank you very much thank for um, going along with these awful, awful movies. Um, next time, gang. We will find something good. Let, let's watch some good yeah. ones. Let's watch some I, good ones. I need to watch like an, an actual movie. I've got I've got an idea for one. All okay, because right. I I can't do this again <laughs> for a while. I just can't. No, I mean you know you just you spend all that time putting us on iTunes and if, I swear to God if I have to watch another movie like Lord of the Elves right now it that was wasted effort because I never want to talk to you again <laughs> if we have to do that again. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and don't enjoy the movies we've enjoyed. And uh, catch us next time. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Theme song, Goblin Road Trip by Ryan Boyd.